what's the catch? I, I'll never forget the guy asking that that question. He looked up out of his car through the window at me and 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 kind of gave me that look of uh, uh, as if he was doubting uh, what what my motivation was and asked that, what's the catch? And, and and so I responded to him, told him, well, there's no catch, no catch at all. And 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 I'll never forget his words. He said, "Well, there's nothing free in this world," and and I, I I've used that before. I've I've said that to people. I've said that to my kids before. And but but I I acknowledge that yeah, usually that's right. But this time, uh, there there is something that's free. See see what we'd offered him was a free car wash, uh, and and he was wondering what the catch was. We were we were having in Rushville that uh, it's been a number of years ago a. A, a all city, a citywide garage sale, and and so the church we came up with an idea that we would have a garage sale, and couple it with a, a, a car wash. And caveat of that was everything was free. So so all the stuff we had people in the church donate stuff. We had clothes, we had toys, we had uh, all sorts of items, and and people and whatever they wanted, it was free. And on top, they would pull up, we would hit them as they were getting out their cars and say, Hey, would you? Would you like us to wash your car? And, and, and this guy pulled up and dropped his wife off and, and I, I went to his window and asked him, can, can I wash your car? It's free. Obviously his response is, I mentioned, what's the catch? A couple minutes later, he agreed to let us wash his car. I don't think so much so out of appreciation for a free car wash or, or even his, his need to have his car washed. I, I think he really was curious, well, what is the catch? And so he stepped out as we pulled his car up and watched it. And the whole time, he stood there with his arms crossed, kind of looking at us. Okay, when's it going to come? Because there's going to be a catch. And and I, I remember walking up to him after we were done and handing him the keys and said, "Your sir, sir, your car is done. And, and, and kind of look of shock on his face as, as we didn't say anything else. Uh, as he got in his car, he turned back to me and and ask the question, which was the question we were wanting people to ask when we were giving them this stuff free. He said, why are you doing this? I, I gave him the answer that I had, had pre-coached to our people that day. When, when that question comes, if it does, sometimes it won't, but if that question comes, just, just let them know that we're trying to bless them uh, in, in the name of Jesus. That's all. Uh, I, I'm sure he was expecting us to ask for a donation or, or hey, your car wash is free, but you got to go in and listen to a sermon from the pastor. But, but we just simply wanted to bless them. So, so that day there were a lot of people that were asking, well, what's the catch? People that walked out with bag loads of uh, clothes and, and toys and some tools and all manner of stuff that you could pick up at a garage sale. They, they were walking, what's the catch? And, and there was nothing. The benefit they were receiving was simply this, that we were showing the love of Jesus, that, that we were showing the love of Christ in a very practical way. It had nothing to do with what they had done, but simply us wanting to show that that was their benefit. If you have your Bible this morning, turn with me to Psalm 103. We're going to finish today our series in the book of Psalms. And Wanda, I thank you for uh, talking about David today and, and connecting that Psalm 34 with that. Uh, as we've talked about David, I'm, David had an interesting life, certainly. There were times when, when, when he was certainly thought of as, uh, as was described to him, a man after God's own heart, and there were times when David was messed up. Um, and I think that might have been one of those when he was acting that way. Uh, but David writes for us in Psalm 103, 
And we're going to look at, at three simple things. You can see the notes there in your bulletin. Three simple things. Psalm 103. Uh, let me read for you the first five verses this morning. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, or all that is within me, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now, now we're going to see in the next couple verses what those are and what He's talking about with the benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We're going to look this morning at three three benefits that are ours because we have relationship with the Lord. What, what's the catch? Well, what, well, there's really no catch. It's it's a benefit. It's a fringe benefit of being in the Lord. When we're called to to be like Christ, when when God has called us in, into His name, this is what we receive. There are a couple encouragements here at the start of this text. In the first couple verses, he mentions two things. First of all, he said we're to praise Him. So, so the obvious thing that should be the 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 reap of uh, the benefit or the, what we should reap from all these benefits is is that we should praise the Lord. Praise should come out because we know the Lord and we realize what what He's done for us. And the second thing he mentions there is that we are called to not forget. So he's encouraging us to remember what He's done for us so that we understand those benefits. So when we are in relationship with with God, and, and for us that comes through relationship with Christ. Uh, John describes it this way in, first, or in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, 12 and 13, he says, Yet to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, that's, that's us, when, when we believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, children not born by natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So when we are in relationship with the Lord, we have benefits. Here is benefit number one. We receive, verse three, we receive forgiveness. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Sin, sin always has consequence in our life. You realize that? When, when we have sin in our life, when it enters in into us, and uh, when sin enters our life, there is always uh, a consequence. It always affects us. Sometimes the effect that it has on us bothers us, and, and we hate that effect. But let's be honest, there's sometimes we choose to sin because we like the sin. And there are sometimes there's sin that we like, the, we like what we receive from it, so we continue to do it. But we live in a world that God has created, and the, the natural reality of that world is that sin always separates us from God. It always has a negative effect. So whether you are a believer or not, so whether you've come in a relationship with Christ or not, you you may not even believe that God exists, but I'll guarantee you this, when sin is in your life, it has an effect on you that almost always is negative. Let me I'm going, I'm risking this, but let me, let me try and see if I, I don't get burned on this. Can someone just mention a sin? Now, and I know you probably don't have it, so think of, think of your brother-in-law, uh, some sin that he has, or your mother-in-law, or something like that, and, but, but just throw out a sin. Someone just throw me out a sin. We'll, we'll see if we can handle this. Stealing, and, which is the same thing, lack of self-control. Stealing. Stealing always has an effact. Particularly if you get caught. 
Doesn't I mean, uh, what kid didn't steal a piece of candy from someone or somewhere? Or, or maybe you've got a little bit older. I, I've got people I know that are adults that have that have stolen stuff. And and even if you don't get it caught, get caught, it has an effect. It changes the way you see life. Uh, lack of self control, man. When you don't have self control, doesn't that affect you? Because you end up. What happens when you don't have self control? You end up in so many bad situations. You end up saying something that, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. And once it's out, you can't take it back. You you end up doing something like, oh, man, I wish I had just hesitated, but you did it, and you end up paying a cost. Anyone else? We'll throw out one more. What? Covetousness. Man, I want what Bruce has. you have a truck? Oh, I do. (laughs) Maybe you want my truck. (laughs) I thought maybe you had a real nice truck. I was going to say, I would like... Bruce's, boy, everyone's got something better than us. I mean, you can be driving a brand new truck, but someone's got a brand new diesel truck. Uh, covetousness, boy, if if I could only have that. But you, you know how that affects us? Uh, when, when we do have that, we're still not satisfied. And now we're just further in debt or, or uh, further. See, sin, sin always affects us. Sin always touches us. Uh, look, uh, look later in Psalm chapter 103. These are some pretty cool verses, uh, verses 8 through 13. See, see, the benefit we receive is that, that the sin that we have, the sin that does affect us, we have forgiveness. Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. I, I want you to let these verses just kind of sink in and realize this is who God is. We, we sometimes, predispose ourselves to think of God as another way or certain ways, but this is describing who God is slow to anger, bounding to love. He will not always accuse, nor will He harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. I like how this is going. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. So as high as the heavens, that's what His love is. Now catch verse 12. Uh, as it relates to forgiveness, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear us. Acts 2.38 says, after the very first gospel sermon, the, the, the people were struck to the heart. They were, they were challenged. They said, what do we need to do to be saved? How can we know this Jesus? Peter said, repent and be baptized and your sins will be forgiven. Your sins will be forgiven. The, the cool thing about God's forgiveness is, first of all, it's, it's instantaneous. It's instant. As soon as we come in contact with God's grace. Now, now for a non-believer, that's the first time you accept Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus, you, you, you come into relationship with Him. For those of us that already believe, it's when we confess a sin. When we're, we're aware that we have sin in our life and we repent of that sin and confess that sin. The, the forgiveness that we receive comes instantly. Let me, let me illustrate it, uh, this way. There, there's nothing attached to it. We don't have to earn a certain level. We don't have to, to reach a certain amount of holiness before God will say, okay, now you've done enough. I'll forgive you. It's instantaneous and it comes with no charge. Uh, my, my wife uh, at the, the the bank that she works, Exchange Bank, has a a 401k. So we put money in that 401k, and uh, a little bit of that money the bank will match. Uh, 
Uh, in fact, we've got it maxed out, so we're getting as much from them as we can because they don't pay her nearly enough. So we're, we want as much as we can. Maybe that's being covetous, but we want as much as we can from them. So it's not a lot, but they match, to a certain percentage, they match uh, her donations to that, uh, and, and it's free money for us. But it comes with a catch. Every month or every three months, we get a statement from them, and it'll, it'll show our balance. Like, wow, we've got that much. And, and then it will show how much she's put in, how much we put in. Uh, and <laughs> she reminds me that's her money. <laughs> but uh, how, how much she's put in and how much they've matched. It's two different columns. And then it says, some of you that are in finance, you, you know what, you know what I'm going to say. It says right there, vested amount. Right now it's about 60%. So if we had a thousand dollars, then, then, then really Rita only has 600. She's got a thousand, but they're not going to give her that whole thousand until she, I don't know when it is. If she's worked there 10 years, I don't know when, when she becomes a hundred percent vested. But basically it is, we're, we're going to give you this money. Hey, we want to reward you. Here's this money, but you can't have it till you prove yourself. Till you show you're going to stick with the company and you're going to stay there whatever the number of years it needs to be. And then, and only then, are you 100% vested. With, with God, our forgiveness uh, is instant. It's, it's not vested. It, it's not, it doesn't rely on us doing a certain thing or, or become, becoming a certain level of holiness or coming to church a certain number of times or reading a certain amount of scriptures or or doing a certain amount of holy things or giving a certain amount of money to the church. None of that is tied to forgiveness. God just forgives us. Romans 5.8 says it this way. You know the verse. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, while we had nothing to offer, while we still were messed up, Christ died for us. So, so, so His forgiveness comes when we are sinners. Psalm 130, verses 3 to 4 says this, If you, O Lord, keep a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Man, if you kept track of our sins, who could stand against that? Or who could stand up to that? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. We, we receive forgiveness and it's instantaneous. And we receive forgiveness and it is complete. Verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. When God forgives us, it's complete forgiveness. Now, now maybe you've said to someone that you've offered forgiveness. I doubt that you've, I doubt that you've said it out loud, but maybe you've said it and in the back of your mind you're thinking this, I'll forgive you. But, what's the next thing you're going to say? I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Look, he's not forgetting. Yeah, but I won't forget. No. The and the truth is, even if we approach it with this attitude, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forget. I'm going to put it in the past. I'll never think of that again. I'm I'm offering 100% forgiveness to you, and that's never going to enter my mind again. You know what? I don't care who you are. It's still there, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's not visual. Maybe you don't act a certain, but, but we are unable to 100% forget. But he takes our sin and casts it as far as the east is 
from the West. In other words, God's forgiveness for us is complete. Now, now catch this. We often limit God by our own limitations to forgive. Because we can't truly forgive and forget. Maybe we get close, but we can't 100%. We oftentimes apply that to God. Well, if I can't forget, then how in the world can God forget what I've done? How many of us are walking around living in the guilt and in the the pain and being weighed down by our past sin? And yet one of the benefits that we have in in being in Christ, being in the Lord, is that we have forgiveness. That's a benefit. Who forgives all your sins. That's the benefit. We receive forgiveness. And here's what it provides. It provides wholeness. Notice what it says there at the second part of verse 3. He forgives all our sin and heals all your diseases. Really what you can tie that to, the disease there isn't necessarily a physical disease. It's the, the disease the disease that is caused by sin. When we sin, it affects us. As I mentioned before, you can't sin without it somehow affecting you in an adverse way. That is a disease in our life, but forgiveness gives us healing. It gives us wholeness. It was about four years ago, I believe, I uh, I woke up one day and, and, and started to go to work, and, and I noticed that my knee was sore, my left knee. I'll tell you how I, I can remember exactly it was my left knee, but my left knee was a little bit sore, and I didn't think anything about it. I thought, you know, it's just one of those things. I bumped it or something. As the day went on, it got a little bit more, more sore. When I got home that night, I'm not going to do this, but I pulled up my pant leg, um, and I looked, and my knee was red. It wasn't real bad, but it was a little bit red. And I thought, well, that's odd. But again, I didn't think anything. The next day I got up, and it was even more sore, and, and, I, and I, I pulled my pant leg up, and now it was the redness was spreading. Uh, around my knee and starting to go down my leg a little bit and it was starting to swell a little bit and I thought boy that is weird I remember I was in it, it was when I was between ministry I was working in, in Ames Iowa at a Lowe's store and I, I began to feel terrible my knee would had swollen up and I as I looked it was starting to streak down my leg and I I'm not real smart when it comes to medical stuff but I've always heard bad things when it starts streaking that's not good uh, and and I remember calling my boss and say man I'm not feeling good I'm coming home so I finished the job and drove home from Ames. Unfortunately, that's a three-hour drive or three-and-a-half-hour drive. And, and, and I got home and went to the, the doctor, and they gave me medicine, didn't help. Ended up going to a different doctor, and, and he said, man, we're putting you in the hospital. And for, for, for uh, 36 hours, I was in there for one night. For 36 hours, they hooked me up to IVs and put me full of antibodies. Basically, what he said was, you have, uh, you have cellulitis. I remember asking the doctor, what is cellulitis? He said, basically it's just an infection. It got under the skin, it's in the skin or something, and, 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 and we have to kill it. I said, well, how did I get, how did I get that? He said, who knows? But some bacteria got in your, your knee. Maybe you're, you were down on, you had, your knee was scuffed a little bit, and you were down working on something in the dirt, and I, I don't, but the reality is, the, the, the infection got in, the bug got in, and, and it was killed by the antibiotics. It was taken away by the antibiotics. The, what we receive from forgiveness is, is wholeness. Now I can always tell, remember which knee because it, it left me with a knot. I've got a knot on that knee. My, my knees are not anyway, but that was worse. So, so that's another reality. Since oftentimes leaves a little residue. 
you, you can see what, what sin caused in your life. Forgiveness is not, oh, I dodged that bullet. Man, I'm glad I'm off the hook. Uh, uh, forgiveness is when God forgives us because we've asked Him to, because our heart is broken and we receive wholeness. Benefit number two is in verse four. Three says, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who redeems your life from the pit. Literally, what he's saying there is who is the one who gives you life. My, my friend John Simpson, everyone here probably knows, knows John. Uh, uh, John's facing the end of his life. You know, he's had to come to grips with that. But I, I remember visiting with John, I don't know, it's probably been a, a month and a half ago down at the hospital in Kansas City, my, my first real chance to visit with John. And one of the things he, one of the things he said was, and he said this to me several times since, well, we're all going to die. That sound like John? That sound like your dad? He, well, we're all going to die. In fact, as soon as we were born, we started dying. You know, you're right. That, that, that is true, brother John. When, when we were born, we started dying. Psalm 119, or Psalm 139 verse 16 says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We're given a certain number of days. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Hebrews 9.27 says, Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. So, So the reality is, we're going to die and there's going to come a day of judgment. Second Corinthians 5.10 says, For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each of us may receive what is due him for the things done in the body, whether good or bad. The, the, the reality is, the reality is if we're alive, then we are facing death at some point. And, and a benefit we receive here is that we are given life. And let me make two quick applications from that. Number one, we're given life eternal. You know that verse, maybe the first verse some of you memorized when you were a child, John 3.16, for God so loved the world so that you would have everlasting life. We, we have the promise of life everlasting. That, that is a benefit of ours that we will have life, but but also that we will have life now. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full, or have it abundantly. Uh, The the life that he talks about, the benefit that we have in being in God, is not just eternal life. I mean, that's cool. That's that's great. But not just eternal life, but God has come, and a benefit we have of being in Him is that we have life now in Him. And... And we receive life, but the benefit is it provides, it provides purpose. Notice, notice how he describes it there. And crowns you with love and compassion. The benefit is that we are crowned with love and compassion. It provides us purpose. Rita and I, Rita and I have had the privilege of, of, uh, being at two adoption ceremonies, uh, in our life. One of them, was when our daughter Crystal was adopted. Uh, and the second one was when our daughter Crystal adopted their little boy, uh, Caden. And, and both the, 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 the scenes were somewhat similar. We were, we were in a courtroom and, and there were lawyers there and, and the lawyers were giving this rigmarole. I didn't really pay attention. Sorry, Robin. I 
didn't really pay attention to what the lawyer was saying, but there was a lawyer representing the, the child, one that was representing the state who the child was in Crystal's case and Caden's both was in custody of the state. So they were there and, and the judge was asking stuff and the lawyers kind of said, gave some papers and said, this is, this is this and yeah, we're cool with this and, 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 and then there came a moment in both cases when, when it was Reed and I sitting there with Crystal and, and, and Nick and Crystal sitting with their, their, their son Caden. There came a moment when the only person that was in the room that really had power, the only person in the room that had the ability to, to decide the future for the child, the judge, when, when he made a decree. I, I don't really remember exactly what he said in either one of those cases, but there came a point when he basically said, it's over. It's finished. They're adopted. It, it could have been, it, it would have been symbolic had he, had he walked up to Crystal and, and he put on her a robe and, and he put on her a signet ring that had the, had the champ, uh, uh crest. Uh, we don't really have one, but we ought to get, honey, put that on our to-do list, get an official champ crest. And, and a crest was on that signet ring so that, that you could mark stuff and, and, and if you had put a crown saying, I'm crowning you, and when I give you this, you become not long, any longer Crystal Pauling, but now you're Crystal Champ. Notice what he says there. And crowns you with love and compassion. There really is two applications there. The first, first one, it shows us how God sees us. Verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. In verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. As he crowns us, one of the, one of the things we learn from that, one of the purposes it gives us is that we understand how God sees us. He crowns us. But the second application is this. It affects how we see the world. See, see, when when God crowned and anointed David as the king of Israel, it came with responsibility. And and when God crowned David, when when Samuel anointed him as king, he was basically saying, "You are my representative. You represent me. You are the one to show love and compassion." So, church, we are called then. We are called as our purpose to love and show compassion. We are given life and then life gives us purpose to show that. Our, our theme this year has been love God, love others. And that is exactly what we're called. We're not to revel just in the fact that God has crowned us. We are to reach out and touch others. Church, when we forget that our purpose is to love and have compassion, when we forget that our purpose is to, to, to lead others to Christ, when we forget that our purpose is to show the love of Jesus in practical ways to other people, we lose our whole purpose. That is our purpose, is to love and have compassion for other people. Uh, a guy was in Atlanta, and he, he was looking through the yellow pages, looking for a place to eat, and, and he was looking through the restaurants. He came across a restaurant that was that was entitled uh, Church of God Grill. And he thought, man, that's that's an interesting name. So so he decided he would he would go there. So he found the address, put it in his garbage, showed up at the restaurant, and, and it was an odd restaurant because it looked like it was an old church. He wasn't sure, but it just had the look of an old church. But he walked in and and fried chicken was their specialty, so he ordered fried chicken and 
But, he, but the whole time he's sitting there thinking, where did that name come from? And, and so he asked his waitress, why the name Church of God Grill? She said, I don't really know, but, but there's a guy that does. So she went to the back and an older gentleman came out. And so he asked him, he said, why is the, the restaurant called Church of God Grill? He said, well, it's an interesting story. Years and years ago, this was a little missional church. We, we put the church here, and we were trying to reach out to our neighborhood. And, and we were struggling for money, so on Sundays, we started frying chicken and selling chicken dinners. First of all, it was just the families in the church. And, and, and then some of the neighbors started coming. And, and, and after a while, we, we, we got really pretty big and pretty well known. And, and, and so we started cutting back on our church services, and we expanded our restaurant. And after a while, we closed the church and just became a restaurant. Church, we're called, we're called to live on purpose. And our purpose, as it shows here, is to, to show love and, uh, love and compassion. Benefit number, benefit number three. We, we see in verse uh, five, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. We receive direction. We receive direction as a benefit from the Lord. In other words, it resets us and, and, and puts our mind on purpose when we know the Lord. And it says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In other words, what we benefit from that, what we end up with from that, what it provides for us is power. The benefit we have in knowing the Lord is it gives us power to fulfill His purpose in our life. I wonder what it provides us power for. Let me, uh, we could go about a hundred different directions on this, but I'm going to go on a simple one as it ties back to the text. I think it provides us power to forgive. That, that very first benefit is that we received forgiveness and with forgiveness comes wholeness. And I think when, when, when the Lord resets our minds and puts us on purpose, it provides us power to forgive. It resets us so that we have the power to forgive other people. Corey Tenboom, some of you might have, uh, have read her book or know of her. She was a, uh, in, in a German concentration camp during World War II. Uh, her and her sister ended up in camps and, uh, and some of her family died there. Her sister Betsy died there. Uh, after the war was over, Corey, who was a devout Christian, began to speak uh, all through Germany and eventually all through the world. And, but she was speaking one time in Munich, Germany, and, had, and after one of her services, when she had talked about the Lord's forgiveness and the Lord being with her and, and had told her story, she said a guy came up to her, and as he walked up to her and reached his hand out to shake her hand, she immediately recognized him. She knew the face. The face had been seared in her mind. It was one of the guards who had stood watch over them as they were forced to strip down naked and, 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 and bathe in front of the guards as they sneered at them. And, and that face was, was seared in her memory. And, and, and as, as the guy walked up and held out his hand, he said, thank you, thank you, sister, for telling us about God's love. And Tim Boom says she stood there for a while as the guy's hand held out in open, and, and it seemed like it was forever. She said it was only just a moment or so, and, and she began to pray herself, Lord, I can't forgive him. Lord, I, 
I can't forgive him. Help me forgive him. And, and so she was thinking that and, and she was, tr- she said, I literally was trying to raise my hand to shake his, but I couldn't do it. All I could think about was the anger and the bitterness and the, 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 the way they were humiliated there in that prison camp and all, all that stuff just started to boil up and, and she said, finally I prayed, Lord, Help me forgive him. I can't do it. And she said, one last time she tried to raise her hand, and as she did, it started to come up. And she said, it felt as if there was a fire that was going through my body as I began to forgive him. And I reached out and I shook his hand. What is the benefit what is the benefit of having direction in the Lord, of, of having a reset? It's simply this, that we have power. You know, the, the truth is there are certain things we're called to do that we can't do. There, there's sometimes we're called to forgive when we can't forgive. But we have power through Him to do it. Let me, let me close with this. Sandra Palmer Carr uh, in, in an article in the, the, the little magazine, Upper Room, tells this story. She said her little, her son Boyd was just two, two years old when, when she was, uh, rocking him and he was sitting in her lap and had his head laid, laid upon his shoulder and they were rocking back in that old wooden rocker. And after a little bit, Boyd s- sat up and he, he looked at his mom and just got right close to her and put his hands on her face and stared into her eyes. And for a second, he just stared at her. And then finally, he said, Mama, I can see me in your eyes. And he just kept holding her face and looking at her. And then she responded, You know what, Boyd? I can see you and I can see me in your eyes as well. She said it was a cool thing for the next several weeks. Whenever she would rock Boyd, he would be rocking. And, and then just all of a sudden, he would sit up and grab her face. And look into her eyes and say, Mama, I can still see me in your eyes. Isn't that what Psalm 103 is telling us? That we have benefits. We have forgiveness because of what God has given us. We re-receive life. And we have direction because we are in God's eyes. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, thank you that we can know you and we can be moved by you and that we can have hope through you. Father, we pray this morning that we will not forget, as we're called in this passage to praise your name, that we will not forget the benefits that we have from you. Father, it starts very simply with the forgiveness that you offer to us each and every day. Lord, give us purpose and give us direction and power in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, then you've not accepted or, or come in contact with that forgiveness. That forgiveness comes free of charge. It's, it's what grace is all about. The, the penalties already been paid. The, the, the redemption's already been done. The work is done. It was done on the cross for you. All we have to do is say, Lord, that's what I want, and it's ours. And if you don't know the Lord, then that, it's as simple as that. And, and the reality of Scripture tells us, for those that do, Uh, Forgiveness of us is always tied to just simply a a change in our heart. All we have to do is confess, and the Lord forgives us completely and immediately and instantaneously.
of all of our sins. If you're here this morning, you need to come forward for any reason. We invite you to come as we stand.